Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody, Kaylin Patterson, Midwest Muscle Peace with Pete Real Talk in the house. And this program is sponsored by P4P Muscles, the number one drug-free sponsorship foundation in the world. And if you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on and a vehicle to drive your goals like what does are on? Like a Mack truck through ice cream. Check, check it, check, p4pmuscle.com. And now uh, let's chit-chat uh, with the banter. Now, guys, of course everybody knows that the Arnold happened over the weekend. Now, that's big news for the natural side of the industry simply because the natural representatives were there in force at the P4P booth. I expected a crowd because it's always a popular event beginning at the first week of March, but I had no idea it would be as crowded as it was. And just to give you an example and an idea, if you were walking in one direction, there was no way to actually stop, turn, and pivot to go in another direction until you had basically reached one of the corners in the venue. It was that crowded. So if you lost a kid, you lost your kid for quite some time. And I was really worried oh about that. It, yes, it was more than uh, a packed house. And I think that this is have this had to be one of the most busy times at that uh, event and I actually thought the numbers would be down simply because of the cold that was projected in that region. Didn't even come close. It was packed beyond reason. And, I mean, if you talk about herding and cattle and sheep, this would have been a great example of a herded uh, mentality because it did not help for anyone to want to go in another direction until they actually had the space in the cornering. And when I say the cornering, if you think about a square, as long as that line is going straight until it changes, there's no way to change direction until you have some kind of space on the turn. It was that crowded. And I, I, I really am amazed at such an event to be growing at that size when they have so much space. I mean, when you, when you get there in the morning, there is so much room, and there's so many available spots to stand, uh, take pictures, and see the people as they're coming in, the celebrities for their different sponsorships. It's really nice to get that time and, and chat sometimes because as much as we like to think that the NPC is all enhanced, there are many natural athletes that choose to take that road, even though they also choose to stay natural athletes. And I had a, a lot of time to basically engage and ask them, you know, why the choice and when they were basically foregoing their natural status just because they're in an enhanced community. And some of the the responses were quite shocking because there's not much information being shared with the natural athletes other than, you know, we can give you a magazine cover, we can give you sponsorships, and we can give you this appearance of uh, celebrity and, 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 and attention. But when you talk about losing the identity of a natural athlete when that's the only thing you believe in, a lot of it was culture shock 
And I was quite surprised because, you know, I guess because Dad and I talk about it so much that we're more engaging in the conversation more often that it's kind of second nature to us. But to have athletes that have been in the enhanced community for the time that they have, it's quite shocking the little amount of information they're given about their organization and what it really represents. You know, because some people go in for the celebrity status, and some people go in for the attention seeking, and they, they, it is it is it. Dad and I both agree it's marketed very well. Uh, there, there's no shortcomings as to the marketing that the NPCIFBB does in 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 their marketing scheme, and it and it's very uh, well done. I mean, they've had a lot of decades of practice, and they've basically honed their skills for sure. But they don't really pass the true information on to the athletes or the even the enhanced community uh, are very limited in the knowledge that they're given. So, you know, they, they know about the drugs, of course, but they don't learn that from the, the IFBB. They're already walking in knowing they have to be in that uh, realm to compete uh, legitimately. And that's kind of a tongue-in-cheek statement right there. But to be around people that are learning from you, and our, I mean, my knowledge of that uh, community is very limited other than, you know, what they have to do to compete. A lot of the names are still unknown to me. I don't know about you, Des, but um, I just know about the very basic steroids and hormone replacement and uh, the uh, the HGH. These are the ones that are very prevalent, uh, the, you know, the different names for the steroids I'm a little familiar with because, you know, you hear this kind of verbiage in the gyms and so on and so forth. But as far as going deep into what uh, it's hard to call them elite athletes, I guess the best drug users with uh, the deeper pockets to get the more, uh, I, I, I can't consider a drug something that's going to help a body other than if it were to aid in recovery. But, uh, it's just a lot of information that that it's shared that I still don't have the knowledge to actually give a complete answer on. And I know you guys had already been messaging me about the, you know, the P for P booth at the Arnold when it's an enhanced environment. But somebody's got to uh, get their foot in the door and be able to speak about it. And we were able to do that quite well. Des, uh, you want to jump in and uh, give your uh, side of what I'm trying to elaborate on? Um, I mean, I think you. I mean, there there is a lot to the enhanced realm that I think we can admit that we, we don't know simply because we're not involved in that type of lifestyle. Exactly. It's not part of our yes. competitive regime. Yes. I mean, we there's a lot, but there's a lot that we do know as far as, yes. you know, yes. the basics, the mainstream, because it's really the mainstream um, steroids out there that your gen pop is going to um, most readily – come in contact with, start experimenting with before they move up and get introduced to, you know, other, Uh-oh. what are they called, Hold stacks? on. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, Katie is asking gen pop, question, question, question. Oh, general population, sorry. Sorry for okay. the jargon, but yeah. Yep, so... um so yeah, there there are there are the intricacies of once you really start getting into what I'll call the dark magic <laughs> of the yes. world. No, we don't know that. And you know, I 
have been torn at times about um, P for P's presence at the Arnold because, you know, we, we talk a lot, too, about why would you support an enhanced competition as a natural athlete? Exactly. And I get that you have friends that are there and you want to support them, but you really can't support them without supporting the whole industry. And while them being there may appear to be the same thing, once you go to a competition, you don't really have a format um, or a foundation to talk about the natural side of the sport, whereas exactly. when you're at an expo, it's different because people are there to visit the different vendors, to learn about their products, to learn about how they can help them be a better athlete. And from that standpoint, an expo is the perfect environment for P4P to be able to share that information. And as Kaylin has said, there are a lot of natural athletes that are still at the Arnold and they still don't know that the natural bodybuilding community exists or that they have options. And so it's still a great place to reach that population because otherwise we're not reaching them as effectively as we need to be. Very, very true. And that, that segues quite nicely into my next point of topic, and that is getting the information out there. I mean, yes, we are stepping into an environment that we're not really uh, comfortable in ourselves because there are so many enhancers. Uh, I, 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 I do have a problem talking about the, the athletes because any, I, I, you're talking about drug abuse in, in its highest form, and for us to consider them athletes kind of takes away from us and, and how we do because – you know, if you're talking about a natural athlete, you're talking about somebody that's creating from the ground up, the foundation and everything else to the finalization of that of God's temple. When you talk about drug abuse, you're destroying the body from the top down because your mind has to step foot into a mental environment that's not healthy or sustainable. And, yeah, we have people that live a long time on these drugs, but we have people that smoke cigarettes that live a long time and everybody else is dying of cancer all around them. So, I mean, you, you can't really compare the two, even though they seem similar, they're very uh, contradictive in nature at the very source of where you're starting from. Des has a family that she wants to see grow up and be a, a grandmother and everything else. And you have another mind saying, well, you know, we're all going to die at some time, so, you know, why not throw yourself into the fire and see how fast you burn up? That's a whole different mindset. Yeah. And when you're talking with, like Dad said, about the gen pop, if they're unknowing, if they're not as knowledgeable as we are, who, how, who and how do we share that information with them without basically knocking on the doors like, uh, you know, like, like door-to-door salesmen? Because if, we're, if we don't have a gimmick, if we don't have a sales pitch, and all we're doing is sharing the natural lifestyle, a lot of people don't want to hear that because it's not presented well. I mean, I like clever marketing is clever marketing. But if you're just speaking the truth, you don't need to do much marketing to it. You could just tell them, you know, it, oh, my foot hurts. Then this would be something that's a great alternative to that pain and to basically restore and recover that foot. There's not much excitement in that statement. But if you're talking about, you know, nope. marketing side of it, 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 it sounds 
so great, but you still have the foot pain at the end of the day. And not only do you have the foot pain, but you probably put cancer in it, and you might have to have it amputated. But, heck, you enjoyed it while you had it. Who, who really wants to hear that kind of marketing and, and, and understand it for what it is when you don't really understand the terminology? I mean, Katie's saying, you know, what's gin pop? These are things we, Dad and I speak on all the time, so it's normal for us to speak in that verbiage. But because we might be speaking above the understanding of what the people we're speaking to, then, you know, without a show like this or without a booth like that at the Arnold, how do we engage those minds to basically educate them to understand you don't need these excessive amount of drugs? You don't need the drugs at all. And these are natural physiques because you see us in that arena and you think normal society, well, he's on something too. And then you you can yep. show the label of, of the product and, and the the limited listing of it. And then they learn about fillers, and then they learn about why their bodies aren't progressing in a state like ours have been. This is a great time to open a mind that's in need and hungering for the truth. And they're bringing their children so they can learn before they have their minds warped or tainted to think that drugs So, you know, we, we have to be in some uncomfortable situations and if you think about your walk with Christ, you're going to be in some uncomfortable situation, but you can make the most of it and you can make the best of it. And it does take sometimes, because I had a big, uh, a big dispute with my own mind about being in these, these atmospheres because I don't like the, the drug use. I don't like the, the drug abuse. I don't like the, the fact that people are wasting their bodies for the intense of an, of an appearance of, of, of how you look instead of basically creating a body that God could dwell in. So, yeah, th- there was a, a, a conflict in my soul, not just with my thinking, in my soul. Like, is this something that can really be useful to anyone if we're in the same environment that we're speaking against? That's a tough call. And unless you're really set in stone in what you think, a lot of people have been persuaded to go the wrong direction. But thank God we have yep. P and everybody's on board at the same pace. That no, I think you bring up a good point um, about being set in stone about what you believe, what your um, moral code is, especially if you are going to be the minority in an environment like that. And you have to understand your purpose of why why you're there. And yes, P4P is there to talk about their products, but beyond that, they're really there more to represent natural bodybuilding. And maybe I'm speaking out of turn. Maybe JB and Joe and Chad would disagree with me, but from my perspective... I see that that's their greatest, greater purpose of being there. And if yes. they sell some more protein, if Kalen has to wait an extra month for a snickerdoodle because it's back ordered, hey, don't rub then it so in. be it. But it's, don't really, rub it in. <laughs> but it's really about natural bodybuilding and giving it a voice where it has none. And, you know, if, if even one young person decides not to go the route of enhancement, whether – they're in football practice, whether they're trying to, you know, gain an edge in collegiate sports, even though you're not supposed to be able to do those things, you know, kind of maybe sneak your way around it, 
or someone looking to get into bodybuilding. They started in the IFBB because that's all they knew, but now they know that there is something else. And really, I think, um, you know, the opportunities are really boundless at, in representing the industry um, if yes. you do it well, if, if you don't lose focus on why you're there. Because if you do lose yes. focus and it all just becomes about turning a dollar, then it's really there's really no point in doing it. Yes, exactly. And and you know, I, I understand. You know, there's a lot of our our listeners that have an issue with it, but I'm telling you that Des and I have an issue with it at at our base as well. So guys, we're 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 on the same page. We're not we're not being hypocritical in, in what we're saying. So I get where you're saying. You know, why go to an enhanced community? to speak about natural products and natural bodybuilding. But somebody's got to get their foot in the door because the people that are flooding that market don't really know what they're flooding into. They're being driven. They're being herded, like I was telling you about at the at the venue, where we're basically going in direction. I would try to stop at the booth two or three times, and because I was too far on the inner circle, I missed it three or four times. So it was like, okay, <laughs> let me try and get back the other way, and hopefully – this time I make it to my destination. So if you think about, if you parallel that with people going through life experiences, it might take two or three times in the enhanced community before you see, you know, the truth in the matter. In the natural community, you're going to see natural athletes, and you might every now and then again see a cheater get caught and exposed. Well, now you have to question, well, what makes this different? That's going to get you knowledge. Now, if you go into the enhanced community and you see a natural athlete and you say, well, they don't look too bad, what's wrong with that look and appeal? But it opens dialogue. Now you put a booth in there and they can see natural athletes in mass, no pun intended, but they're there to speak about the natural environment. And you can speak on it openly because everyone in that booth is a natural athlete, including the owners. So there's no fear, there's no worry, and there's no doubt in what you're speaking on because most of the people in that booth have been through years and years of competition and years and years of natural living. I mean, like, Dad and I have been our whole lives. So, you know, who better to ask than someone that's basically been around it and been a part of it and been in it? You, we cover all aspects of the questions, and we can answer fully, completely, and truthfully. And that's the big thing because when you have people, parents with their children, and they're asking, you know, like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, okay, what's the catch and what's, you know, what's illegal about the substance that you're selling? And you can answer truthfully nothing. And then you can show them the label other than the BCA, which Des pointed out, and I'm still laughing over. But you have <laughs> many, many uh opportunities to speak the truth to someone that's being fed a lie. And some people don't want to believe it. I mean, I, I like I this weekend I likened it to the matrix. There's going to be some people that are natural individuals, but because they're so prone to want to try the enhanced com the community that they're willing to forego everything you share. But like Dad says, there's that one child that's listening that says, hey, you know, I would like to keep my leg. I would not like to have cancer in my body. I would like to have a regular normal-sized heart. I would like to have a kidney that's not going to fail. When you're telling the truth of these situations and how many people 
you know, you for every one winner, you have seven that have a health effect from drug abuse. And I'm not talking about cocaine or heroin. I'm talking about steroids and, and the testosterone gel even and the HGH. You know, these growths are happening because that was the natural tendency of their body. So that growth that you're getting, that tumor that, that developed, it was already in your body to develop if it were spurred on to do so. And now you say, well, is it worth the competition to basically lose a liver or a kidney? Is it worth, you know, shortening 10, 20 years off your life from an enlarged heart? These things happen on a yearly basis. And any, any other drug, it would be considered an epidemic. But because it's supported and glorified, a lot of people tend to look the other way. And once again, we go back to the money factor of the corruption that happens from it because there's so much money involved in drug, illegal drug selling and use that people are willing to look the other way. And it, it seems to be a, a glaring defect in this nation to where we're constantly saying, oh, you know, but – and I've heard this even in, in the natural community. Oh, but I think, you know, everybody has their right to do – no, if it's an illegal drug, they should not be doing it. Plain and simple. And there's no way, as, as a true Christian, you can sign off of that with that mental waiver of acceptance. You know, not that there's, you know, everybody has a right to do what they're going to do. I will always interject and disagree because I just don't see how something illegal can somehow be passed over because, you know, they have the appearance of a healthy physique when we know that's the furthest thing in front of it. Des? Nope, I agree. I agree. I, you know, and that is that slippery slope of, well, you know, right to choose and right of choice. And you know what? You do have the right to choose what you're going to do, but if you choose wrong, you're going to pay the consequences. You steal, you get caught, you're going to jail. You kill someone, you get caught, you're going to jail. You beat up on your wife, your kids, they beat up on you. They get caught, you're going to jail. You know, there's always consequences to everything that you do. You do drugs, you overdose, you die. <laughs> I mean, there's always consequences. So I guess the moral of that story is just choose wisely. If you really value the choice that you have, why waste it on making bad decisions? Now, granted, we all do it. We've all done our fair share. Yeah. I've made plenty of bad decisions yeah. in my life, but I don't try to keep repeating them. Exactly. And our, our pastor so, has spoken on that in in his sermon, and he said, you know, we, we all have sinned. But when we just continue year after year, decade after decade, with the same failed choices, at some point, how can you say, poor me? I mean, like, one of the biggest insults I had had was when that fellow realized his life was coming to an end, and he was started speaking out, speaking out and against the drug use and the drug abuse. And basically, to basically shut everybody up, they named a show after him and invited him to it. As this man is dying, and they named the show after him in in honor of his years of drug abuse. And he was so mortified. But he his speech had basically been been taken from him, and all he could do is be wheeled out there and, and look at the people and, and, basically in a vegetative state. And I'm thinking he's dying 
and you're going to name the show. And before he happens to pass away, you're going to honor him for his decades of drug abuse. And somehow this was supposed to be a great thing. It was so poorly done and represented that they took the name off and went back to the original name because it was so it, – it, it wasn't received well at all because people were saying this this is a travesty because, in you know, in so many months, these kids are going to be fatherless. A wife is now becoming a widow. And somehow, some way, in order to save the, the drug abuse and the, the, the look and the appeal of this industry – we're just going to sit there and, and, and honor him in some way to basically make it less dramatic, make it less important that this man is dying. Because I, I, I got to hear his podcast when he was basically explaining just how much torment his body was in and the pain uh, killers he had to take that would basically knock a horse out or an elephant. And he, he was trying to speak against it, but his health was failing, and he only had a limited amount of time to keep his breath before he became winded, and they basically cut him off of his own show. They muted him. That would be like me and Dad being muted by P for P because we don't like the lemon-lime uh, branch chain amino acids. So basically, JB <laughs> and Chad would jump in and, and say, hey, you know, we're, we're going to finish the show. How big an insult. And this is something that's becoming commonplace because we have a, a, a drug use and drug abuse industry that wants to keep that ball rolling. So if we aren't in position to speak up and speak out, then you're talking about teenagers that will make a bad decision, that could have been informed and would not have. There's always going to be somebody that makes the wrong choice. Like that says, we've done it plenty of times in our lives. Any, all of the listeners, and, and like I said, guys, I know it sounds like we're trying to speak up for what we did. And in and, and truth, that's pretty much, there is a truth to that because we do want to get into that environment and we do want to address the people that really don't know and we do want to speak up for the natural industry in a hostile environment. And the fact that we got our foot in the door and can go back because we're behaving in the guidelines that are specified, it's a nice opportunity to address those children and address those parents that think that physiques like Des and mine are somehow enhanced. And then you stand us next to an enhanced individual, individual, and we look like normal society. So you you really get an education just by us simply standing next to these individuals and understanding that, hey, there is a great difference, and you don't have the distended belly, and you don't have the leather skin, and you don't have this big gym bag full of pharmaceuticals, and there's no uh, supplement of any kind found anywhere in that bag. These are things that the, the community, the people that were walking around noticed, and they would speak to us, you know, well, you guys aren't going to the bathroom as much and you don't have your bags with you. Why do they take their bags to the, you know, the bathrooms? What's going on? And you can answer honestly and truthfully, and then they do get that education that is mind-blowing, but they wouldn't even have the chance to ask if we're not there. All they see is what they see. 
other people walking in the crowd instead of basically representing the natural industry. That's a big step in the right direction, even though it is in a hostile environment. So I get it, guys. Deb and I had spoke about this the first year we did it. And I, if you go in the archives, you'll hear us talk about it. I don't have to change my tone or my verbiage. It's the same then. It's the same now. I'm still. Wait, in, wait, in, wait. In did the, somebody think it, you were changing your tone and verbiage? Yes, because it sounds like I'm. Oh. I'm okay, this is from Vicky. Kaylin, it sounds like you're backtracking, and Des is keeping silent because she doesn't want to shame you. Oh. Well, you're right on what I would never go out of my way to publicly shame Kaylin. If I really, really, really disagreed with him, I would probably wait to do it in uh, in private if I felt that um, – there was no true benefit to bringing it out in public. So you are true about that. But I, you know, I, I, um, well, A, I wasn't at the Arnold. Um, and as I said, I've had my own angst about whether or not they should be there. But if they're, but in the spirit of reaching an untapped audience that we're just not really reaching because we're not, guys. I mean, you know, actually, yes. I am open to suggestion. I would love to hear more thoughts, if you have them, if you've thought about it, on how the natural community can reach more and more athletes. Because we've got promoters popping up all the time, we've got shows popping up all the time, but really we're just spreading ourselves thin of the people who already know about it. Mm -hmm. And I know this comes back to an even bigger discussion of, well, if we were more unified across all the different organizations, then we'd have a stronger marketing and branding arm and so on and so forth, and then we might really get somewhere. And maybe that is it. Maybe that is it, but that's not what we have right now. So we do have these smaller efforts such as this that are attempting to do just that. And, And as I said earlier, and I and I just don't feel like I need to beat this horse, but as long as the boys at P4P keep their motives in check on why they're doing this, then I can see the benefit. If it comes to the point where this is just another marketing and advertising ploy to increase the bottom line, then no, I no longer see the value in it, and that will be my stance. And I'm sure they'll hear this, and they can shake their head at me, or they won't. But at this point, at this stage of the game, I do believe their motives are in the right place, and they are there representing the natural community and letting people okay. know that it does exist. This one's from Kathy, and I, I, I'm loving this analogy. You can't save the world if the congregation stays in the church. Yes. I like that. I, I I like that analogy a lot, and uh, very good. Kudos to you for that one. Yes, I mean that's that's exactly what Dad is saying. That the the, the the congregation is supposed to learn and do better, and support the church, which the natural community does. Our biggest problem is when our outreach happens, we don't have enough laborers. Let's see if we're going to keep on that church theme and analogy to get out and do the work that everybody wants to stay in the church in those four walls. We are safe in our gyms. We are safe in our families, and we are safe in our natural bodybuilding competitions. And every now and again, we have to deal, every now and again, we have to deal with the cheaters. 
but not on a regular basis. I mean, if you have 50 shows over the United States and they catch one person cheating, of course it's going to go up there because, hey, they shouldn't be in the, in, in the, in the competition. But that doesn't represent every show that happened that day. And I think that's where, with this lumping everyone into the same mindset mentality, is causing a lot of uh, disproportionate grief, angst, and anger. Because, yes, there's going to be people that cheat. Yes, there's going to be people that smoke weed at work. Yes, there's going to be somebody that sexually harasses, sexually harasses somebody in, in the job board. That doesn't mean every person that goes to work has that mindset. So, you know, until we can get away from that kind of thinking and mindset and ideology, we're going to fail ourselves. But as long as we have the outreach, we can still touch the lives that aren't being touched. What's up, Des? We'll add two things. You know, I think it was you said it was Vicky that had the prior question, and that question was a good question, too. I mean, she's challenging to make sure we really understand what our stance is and why it is what it is. And then secondly, when you talked about those who will still sexual harass, I was thinking of your little 70-year-old plus admirer in the elevator that was trying to harass you. And that probably has nothing to do with our topic or conversation tonight, but it did pop in my head, and I got a chuckle, and I just, all right, carry on. I've been, I'm done being Okay, no, 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 you have to, you, we have new <laughs> listeners, so you got to make them in. You're not going to leave them hanging. So, there are guests. <laughs> so, were you at the Defect Worlds in Miami? Is that where that happened, Taylor? Yes, that was that show, yes. Ivy was so, Taylor to was competing. <laughs> Kayla was competing at the DFAC Worlds in Miami a couple years back, and the venue was so big and spread out that, um, you know, you had to tan in one place and then get to another so you could be behind stage and get ready to compete. And I think if I've got the story correct, Kayla, you had forgot something in your hotel room or you needed to go back to your room for some reason. I'm not to sure. To the car. And you had to the car. Oh, Okay. Yep, and you had just finished tanning, and so your your cohort, the Sunless Ninja, Ivy Potter, was with you and uh, basically was trying to keep you from rubbing them against other people and things so as not to disrupt your yes. tan. And so she was kind of holding up a towel here and there, and Kaylin's in his posing suit, and that's about it. And he happened to get on an elevator, and there was <laughs> there I guess we'll call her a cougar. <laughs> and she was at least 70-plus or so, I understand. <laughs> And she was yep. an admirer, a big admirer of Kaylin, <laughs> and that she would have taken him back to her room if at all possible. So Ivy had and to, like, stand in the gap, stand in the gap and uh, not let Kaylin's little friend put her hands on his chest and whatever else she was wanting to uh Exactly. <laughs> to keep her, her, my little friend from getting a hold of my little friend. Yeah, she was... Uh, <laughs> Why the excited oh, wow. me? Yes. <laughs> and, so anyway, guys, that I think it's very yeah, protective of her, of her people. It, it was really <laughs> embarrassing, and uh, it's one for the ages. One you'll never forget. And uh, oh shoot! It, yeah, yeah, it was it was like that. And those <laughs> events we can we can tell and foretell because we lived it. 
and that's what we bring to the booth at the Arnold. Real-life instances, real-life occurrences of a natural physique still appealing to a, a, a mainstream audience. And that is something that's not talked about because people will tell you, well, we just like looking at the freaks on stage because of the enormous size. That speaks to a certain aspect of our of our nation, but it doesn't speak to all of our nation. Natural athletes are the param- are, are paramount for even in the enhanced community. They have to start from an uh, from a natural uh, standpoint and beginning. So there's always going to yep. be a market for us, and until we can we we can get the marketing that addresses that understanding to the masses, not to the underground. Because we do, we've always had an underground understanding of natural athletes and natural competitions. Now we have to speak to the people who say, "Well, these guys don't look human or natural, or anything that I would want to be a part of." That market needs to be filled as well, and I think that's what Des was saying when we're not filling that part of the marketing that needs to address that community, because you have the fours and you have the against. And you have the maybes, and we're not dealing with the maybes in the way that can really change people's hearts and minds. And I think when we find that equation, we're going to do something special for this nation because there is a different mindset for people who are drug users and people who are finding a way naturally. We have to do better to address that market. And we do, and we do. I mean, to Kaylin's point, guys, I mean, take Kai Green, for instance. You guys all know who he is. And he started out as a natural athlete. As Kaylin said, there's nobody that starts out, well, I could be wrong. but No, you, so you can't be wrong. Historically, there's nobody that starts out as an enhanced athlete. They all start right. out as natural, and then they become enhanced. And Kai was a natural phenom. I mean, he had an amazing yeah. physique anyway, and he was just, winning left and right. I mean, just making his mark in the natural community before he decided to to leave and pursue yeah. pursue his his career on the other side. And I just sit back, I mean, and look at what he's done as an enhanced athlete. If he had stayed natural, can you imagine what he would have done for the natural community and the natural yeah. sport? I mean, he was – I. And this was last year, so I don't even know how many posts down the road it was, but I had posted some pictures of him when he was competing. Maybe it was the WNBF, NGA, I forget yep, the organization. He competed, across several, he, can, yep, he competed across several. But just pictures of him when he was natural, I mean, he was a wow factor to see. And I just really, I really wish we could have known what what he would have been like in the natural community today if he had stayed to be a leader. Yes. And I, I think we've lost a lot to the market because they, they really wanted that attention that they weren't getting or receiving and the, on the natural side. I mean, because there's a lot of comp- competitors that are ego-driven, and that's not speaking against them. There are a lot of businessmen that are ego-driven. That doesn't make them bad businessmen. We we seem to draw a judgment against that kind of thinking, but I can't imagine 
getting dressed at the beginning of the workday and not looking in the mirror to make sure you look like you're representing your job that you're heading to. So that's ego. I mean, we 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 kind of make it a negative when it's basically just us being us. If we could stem the tide of the drug abuse, then we have a better market for the natural athletes because, like she's saying, we've got great representatives that are natural athletes in the enhanced community, great representatives. But they'll never be seen that way because they're in the enhanced community. So if that person's using, then they all use. I mean, I've 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 been very careful and cautious in the gym about who I exercise with because I know if you lump me in with the group that are using, then I'm just as guilty as they are because I'm comfortable in that environment when I should not be. So if I'm if the knowledge is there that this is not a good atmosphere or environment to be in then why would I partake in it? But it's always been like that for me because I grew up in the knowledge that steroids was bad simply because my dad was an officer of, of the law, and we got to see what happened to the people that were dying in the gyms, the people that were dying, you know, off their first uh, use of the drug because they were getting such a potent amount. And you say, well, you know, it's not like heroin or cocaine. In, in many aspects to the human body that's not used to is receiving those, Yes, it's just as bad, sometimes even worse, because just like you have people that can make it 20, 30 years of the drug use and abuse, you have people that die off their first use. Um, I, I remember I've had, I think when Lynn Bias, the, the University of Maryland guy, had his first hit of cocaine, and it was pure, and it killed him. And people said, oh, you know, what a national tragedy that this man was number one basketball selection into the NBA, and he's dead, and he never dribbled the ball one time as, a, as an NBA athlete. And it hurt the nation because we didn't get to see the best of what this man had to offer. I've had personal friends, and I've, I've spoken about this many times. I'm, I'm up to t- number 24 now. It basically started their uh, pursuit of a bitter, bigger and better physique through drug abuse, and they're dead now, men and women. It's not just men. It, it's women as well. And I'm so tired, so very tired, that I do speak out more, and I am more, uh, I am more, uh, quick, quicker to speak out to basically challenge this person's ethics, morality, and, and maturity when it comes to what they're doing with their own body. But then you have the same person that's eating a mound full of Twinkies or, you know, fast food for an everyday meal. It, it, it's just not worth the damage that we're doing to our bodies to say, well, there should be something out of what I'm doing that makes sense. If you're hurting your body, you're hurting your body. And that never makes sense to anyone that really wants to see you successful. And so when we get into an environment like the Arnold, yes, we can speak up because we can speak from all aspects of what's being said, not just how we want to promote natural bodybuilding. Have you considered the health concerns of your drug abuse? Because people don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that I'm abusing drugs. I want to hear that I'm taking something that's going to make me look and feel better about myself. And in an enhanced community, that's all they talk about. But now for a natural athlete, you're speaking more to the health risks and health concerns. Well, I don't want to hear that. 
because I want this stuff to work for me, and I want I want these results really quick. But now that I have to think about the, the health factors, the fact that I won't be seeing my kids grow up, the fact that even if I do, I'm in such poor health, I can't interact with them like a parent to a son to a grandchild. It, it's so much that has to be thought out. And a lot of people would rather use, remain silent and say nothing so their little dream and their little vision and their little ideology can remain in place and intact. And we challenge that just by our very existence, just by our very presence. We will be speaking against that. And it does spark conversation, and we do change minds. I, at least I know I did this weekend. Yeah. Well, there you have it. I don't really know that I have much more to add to that, but I definitely think, like you said, we need to do better. And there needs to be more outside of the Arnold or whatever it is to continue to spread this message to people. I mean, in, in uh, Real Talk, it's just one small, small thing, one small way to do that. But again, of all the billions of people out there, we're only reaching about 50,000. And while that yes. is amazing, that's a drop in the bucket. And and believe me, Dad and I are trying to greatly increase those numbers because we would like to, you know, and here's the thing, and I know you guys are listening. Adam, I know you're listening, and I know it just burns your, chase your behind every time we get new listeners. It would be nice to shut us up, but you're not God, and you can never be. So as long as we speak in truth, there's going to be a market, listeners, who want to hear it. So, you know, listening and trying to find ways to bash us on your podcast, it's fine. I mean, I, I appreciate you listening. You're, you're one of the many listeners that we have, and I know there's plenty more in your camp that would love to do that. And you notice we never address your questions because of your, especially with the language that you use, there's no way we could share it on this show. Uh, we're, we're family friendly, we always will be. Uh, with the way we believe in our Lord and Savior, um, getting into a debate of something we already know is a negative would be pointless and fruitless. Um, it drives you a lot worse than it drives us because we're more concerned with getting people better, not getting people on drugs to basically add to the market of drug use. So you expose yourself when you say what you say and do what you do rather than speak against us, because by speaking against us, you're actually promoting drug abuse. So you you, you can't win in a double negative. It's, it's just not going to be something that, that helps you. And I know... You know, I'll give you your 15 seconds on this show, but we won't even bring you up for the next five years other than when you want to say what you want to say about the Arnold and how it's such a big deal. It is a big deal or people wouldn't show up. But we're also a big deal because we do show up. And we have created a market and we have created an atmosphere and we have created a dialogue that basically gets people to understand that drugs, don't have to be in your life to look like you exercise. There's plenty of natural athletes that cover the spectrum of every sport on this earth, and there always will be. First and foremost, we are natural athletes. And even at one time, you were as well. And God help you 
with your anger, and God help you with your frustration. But it doesn't change my day other than I pray for you that, you know, you are able to see your daughter grow up and and become a mother and not choose drugs. I'm actually, it seems, sometimes more concerned about your family than you. And I'll just leave it at that. Des? I, yeah. And that's all, I guess, all we have to say about that. Yes, ma'am. So, so there you have it. Yes, we do have haters. (laughs) Yes, we do. From day one. We do, we do, but isn't the that the way of life? The first day Dad shared our link, we've had him, and he's been a staunch listener, and I think he stays to every end of the episode. <laughs> it's cute to me. I want to pet him like a puppy. <laughs> All right, well, don't antagonize him. It's one thing to have a difference of opinion, but it's... It's all good. Um, But, yeah. So, anyway, folks, I don't know. This has been, like, a really heavy show. (laughs) I feel a little exhausted. I feel a little exhausted. Um, But, I mean, it it is just that. But it's that important. It's that important. And we just hope you have to understand there are choices and there's always consequences to every choice. So yes. you just have to decide what is it you want to live with? What is worth it? What is worth yes. it? And I guess and if, that, if that life is worth it to you and the few things that you get out of it despite the trade off, then I there's nothing I can say. There's no. nothing I can say. And nothing I would say. If your mind is made up, your mind's made up. We are speaking to the people who still question if what they're hearing is the truth and if what they're hearing is something that would benefit their family, their friends, their jobs, and their loved ones. There's always going to be someone with a question. We have to be available for an answer because if we don't answer truthfully, we don't answer to you. We'll be ridiculed by you, but there's a much higher power than who you are that we have to answer to. And he sees all and everything. And if we're not giving honest information, I mean, you've heard Des many times on the show, so let me check this out and get back to you with an answer. And she does it mid-show to make sure that what she says is going to be the truth. I do the same thing sometimes before the show because I get questions in, and I, I appreciate you guys reaching out when Des you know, shares the link and, and, and all, all the information. But we still have to give an honest answer, not just an honest answer, but a truthful answer. It has to be the truth because at the end of the day, we have to answer for what we're saying and doing. And I hope you as a listener, other than, you know, the people that want to be angry and frustrated, are willing to hear it truthfully and honestly because there's always going to be someone that sets themselves apart and against you. That's life. I can live with that. What I can't live is giving you false information and living knowing I did so. I might misspeak, and I have misspoke on this show. It shames me to do so, where I spoke with an understanding and just reading. I mean, even some of the questions I've read incorrectly, and we've had to come back and and correct that. So, you know, I'm going to mess up. 
Dez is going to mess up. I mean, when we say names, oh my goodness, it, it's it's definitely a roller coaster. <laughs> hoping he gets right. But if you think we're doing it just to insult that person's name, no. If you think we're doing it to basically get a laugh or a giggle, no. If it, and I've said many times when I'm pronouncing it, you know, I, I hope I get this right, and if not, you know, God help, you know, God help me. It's it's it is the way it is, but we try to be real talk because that name has everything to do with what we're doing. We want to speak real, and we want the talk to be something that can be accepted and absorbed by even ourselves. Because Des and I have learned a lot from our guests, a, a mountain. And before you know this show, oh my ends, gosh, I yes. do want to, I, I do want to share that it. You know, being at the venue this time was very difficult for me for the simple fact that Misty Love was not there. And if you never had a chance to meet her in person, she could carry a room better than anybody I know. And to know when I looked over in the booth, you know, it was a different setup. We had the canopy like we had at the Undefeated Desk. So, you know, it was a lot of changes at this one. But the atmosphere was still misty, and with her not being there, it, it, it's a great loss for the P4P community and a great loss for anyone that knew her, and, and it really hurt the heart not to have her there. And uh, some people will always be missed. You have to carry them in your heart because they're no longer with you. And, you know, big shout-out to how she affected the people she affected in a positive way, And I thank God that I had the chance to meet her in person and and get to fully absorb her her aura, her energy, and just her positive aspect on life. I I I, I can't explain it any different than that. And Des, if you have anything left before the show runs out, I would just say, and for those who aren't familiar, Misty Love Soul was just a an awesome natural competitor. She was a mother of five. She was a coach. She was a bright light. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, a tragic car accident uh, dimmed that light just a little bit. But you can tell she still has a profound impact on not only Kaylin, but there are a lot of people out there that miss her as well. Um, And you can check our archives. We had her on the show a couple of different times. And, uh, just take a listen to her interviews, and you can get a feel for the type of individual that she was, but there was still a lot of great information and inspiration shared in her interviews as well. So she is missed, and um, I saw some memories pass through on books not that long ago. Her one-year anniversary of her passing hasn't been yeah. um, that yeah. long. And so, yeah, it's always hard to Very lose People that touch your heart like that. No doubt. And so that's all I have to say about that. And I'm not really sure how you transition from a memory like that, so I'm not going to really try other than to say. We're going to end the show. Yep, we're going to end the show. So with that being said, on behalf of Misty and just the love of natural bodybuilding and all the people that are in it, your body is a temple, so let's build it. Let's take it to